0: to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how's it going?
1: Today's a great day. I look out the window, blue skies, you know, the weather's starting to warm. It feels like spring. I'm I'm excited. Yes, I'm in the mood.
0: I know, right? It's like, (laughs) it's funny though, you know, like I, I always think of that. It's like, oh man, summer's coming. But then you know, being in California, it's like, are we gonna get the whole smoke field summer again? I hope not.
1: <laughs> I well, that's, hope that's it's a why summer. I, yeah, that's why I enjoy spring so much. Like that's it's true. just yeah, that's starting true. to kind of get it's a little, little more warmer. Consistent, right? The birds are yeah. singing, you know. The it's just I right. you know, I, my when I walk my dog mm-hmm. every day, it's just a little more nice, the weather's just comfortable. Yeah, spring. Yeah. I love spring. I love spring well,
0: you, know, you know me, it's all about the the backyard, right? The the gazebo in the backyard that I put in last summer. Uh, somehow I managed to launch the podcast and do the gazebo. That was that, that was kind of crazy last summer. Launch or you know, still do the podcast, not launch it, but still do the podcast. Get out the gazebo somehow. Um, pouring concrete at like midnight helped, by the way. Uh, well, I actually well, literally they, did that.
1: And I don't know. <laughs> still a little, lots of in the day. <laughs> a little secret about Russ is half the time we're doing our podcast, he's actually simultaneously smoking some type of meat. At the same yes. time, and he's got his is, little meters on what's going on in the smoker, uh, and oh yeah, it's yeah. the whole for, for the, for the regular
0: on. listeners. You you probably know that I've got a I've got a camera in my gazebo where I can check the temperatures of the meat and check the barbecue to see if it's flaming up. I'm 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 into the whole barbecue thing. I don't know which I'm more into actually,
1: uh, <laughs> cooking or podcasting. <laughs> well, the thing is, is, you've been able to marry both of them together because. That's true. I, I, you're cooking, I, you're podcasting, and typically like today, we're talking about you cooking while we're podcasting.
0: It, see, there you go. Yeah. I know. I, I've thought about just putting a, a microphone, having a little studio out there by the grill and uh, doing <laughs> what's what's Russ smoking, but then that sounds like a different show, you know? Well, so I don't know. Yeah. I'll we'll have, we'll yeah. have to figure that we'll out. We'll have to start <laughs> maybe another show. And I don't think that would be very appropriate for the Best Business Network, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably not, probably not. <laughs> but uh, you know, hey, speaking of the Best Business Network, you know we, we've had so many great shows uh, add on to the network and we've got the new website up, uh, which is great. Uh, all of the episodes for all of the various shows on the Best Business Network are now going to thebestbusinessnetwork.com. And you can essentially subscribe to just that one feed that's on that one site. And you're going to be able to access all the shows and just sign up for all of them and and get them delivered to you right there from that one spot, which is really cool. You'll get shows like uh, uh, Deep Leadership, uh, which uh, we've had John Rennie on the show before. He's awesome. Uh, Polly Campbell simply said we've had her on the show a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> she's, we, she's so much fun. Uh, Alan. Sales is easy. Yeah. Alan, yeah. Alan uh, Think Business with Tyler. That's just a small sampling and, and it's a growing list, Greg.
1: It is growing. And and one of the uh, shows that has just been added to the Best Business Network is Creators Getting Paid. And we have the host of that show, Chris Hines. Chris, how you doing?
2: Man, I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. I, I love the idea of being able to smoke meat while I'm on a podcast. That sounds <laughs> incredible, man. That's the life right there. It's man. a beautiful
0: <laughs> thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's, it's, you know what it is. It's the work from home culture that it's allowed me to do that. Now that I'm working from home, I can do this. I, just not on the weekends. I can do this all day. You know, like I, I don't have to worry. Like uh, I, I would do that on occasion when going into the office. Right. And then I'd worry all day. And on the back of my mind is like, shoot, did it turn off? Is the temperature <laughs> right? Like, I'm thinking about that.
2: It's not right. <laughs> Isn't
1: that the beauty of today's culture? So many more people are working from home.
2: Yeah, I, I oh, love yeah. it, man. I think that's kind of where the world is going, where people are working from home. And I don't think that it's going to go away. Like, I think some people have it in their mind that, okay, we're going to get back to normal soon. But, you know, if I had a job and I was going into the office, driving through traffic and you know being productive half the time i'm actually there a bunch of useless meetings and now i work from home i can do my Mm -hmm. job more efficiently i can smoke meat all day (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be hard to get me to go back into the office and driving through traffic like it's gonna be very difficult to get to me to revert back to that lifestyle i just don't see it happening yeah it's it would be it would be tough
0: and uh, you look at this like I had to drive in, uh, uh, highway 101 is, is just crazy here in, in, where I live. Right. It's, uh, known, you know, in California here, highway 101, it goes through the whole state and it feels like everybody at times from the state is on that particular road. Uh, <laughs> but lately it's like you, you, jump on the road and there's nobody that, like, or probably a quarter of the amount of people because people are working from home. They're not having to drive in. And man, I think about productivity. It's so much more because people are working from home. Oh, yeah. And then the other side of it, now Now I, I segue over to your podcast here, and they're at home doing the things that they like. You know, they're creating. They're doing these different uh, tasks, these different jobs, and and maybe it's not for their day job. It's for a different job. Maybe it's something that they're just interested in doing. Uh, that's one of the like things that I really you know like about your podcast is it's really showing us what <laughs> you can do other than work, other than run your business. Like these could be little side gigs that could either turn into a different business or. Turn into your business. I, I think that's really cool. So I, I, I'm kind of stepping on your uh, thunder here, though. <laughs> Stealing your thunder. Tell us a little about that show.
2: It, so it's really just interviewing people who have done what you just said. You know, the person that works their day job and then they went and started gardening or they started getting into comic books. Like people get into all kinds of crazy things online and they start making money from it, whether it's being on YouTube and doing product reviews. Or making series on TikTok, writing threads on Twitter. It's just so many ways we can make money now um, that it's really no excuse not to do it. But I think more and more people are finding their own way because there's more than one way to do it, right? Like it's not just this one formula, it's one strategy. Like it's so many ways. I know a guy who was making, and this was back in 2017. This is when I first realized what podcasting was. Like when I first started hosting a show, I met a guy who was hosting a podcast about dogs and he was making six figures from that podcast. <laughs> right. And I was mind blown because I'm like, you, you talk about dogs, like, that's, <laughs> like, like okay. it's dogs. It's not like anything and not even movies or TV or something. It's like actual dogs. And that was it, nothing else. Um, so I just think it's, it's changing so much. So I love having conversations with startup founders who have done that. You know, and even some of the moms and some of the dads out there that, you know, you're a parent and you still find time to work your day job, your parenting, and now you have this business and you end up quitting a day job because you have such an amazing business. So having mm-hmm. those conversations with people is, is really important. And I do some solo content myself to kind of just give people my strategies and what has worked for me, you know, as a podcaster over the years. So man, it's just really fun creating this kind of content to help people do more of what they love to do. You know, that's that right there is the joy I get out of it.
1: Yeah. You know, I'd love for you to be able to share a little bit more about your podcasting history, because, you know, you've been doing it for a long time, probably way longer than than most people have. You know, most podcasters out here have been doing it for a year, maybe two years, but you've got a long history. Tell us a little bit about what you've done in the podcast uh, industry.
2: Yeah, man. I started back when podcasting wasn't mainstream. I remember telling my family I had a podcast and they would be like, wait, what's that? You on the radio? And I had to kind of <laughs> explain like, eh, kind of. Like, it's kind of the radio, um, but it's really not the radio. Um, so my journey started, I was just on Twitter. And if you don't know, Twitter is kind of, I call it high school because you have different clicks inside of it. So mm-hmm. you have like health Twitter and then you have like sports Twitter. And even inside sports Twitter, there are smaller bubbles there. So I was inside NBA Twitter, just, you know, talking basketball because at that time it was my entire life and I got invited on a radio show and I was like, okay, well, I'll go on the show. Let's do it. And it was literally my first time ever being live, ever doing a live show. I had never done it before. And it was incredible. It was super fun. And the audience loved me. So after the show, they're like, hey, do you have your own show? And I'm like, no, I don't know what a podcast is. What is that? And (laughs) that's when I did research and I started learning and it's just been a wild, wild journey, man. And I've kind of had some of the ups and downs as a podcaster. And I think it's one of the best ways people can start with creating content online because you don't have to show your face. You get to show your thoughts and opinions on things you care about. And you can kind of learn the ropes of being a creator, you know, Mm. in the easiest way. You just get you a good microphone and you're ready to go. When I started, I didn't have a microphone. I didn't have headphones. I had nothing. I have pictures of this of like me recording in my bathroom. This is <laughs> and what year was this? This was t- 2016. <laughs> 2016,
1: was a, when you have a picture of you recording in the bathroom.
2: <laughs> in the bathroom. And it was terrible. Oh, my God. Lord. But you know what's funny? That podcast I started in the bathroom... The logo took me 12 hours to make. That was terrible, too. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> what ended up happening is I was actually wildly successful. Right. So I still had a massive audience. My podcast got sponsored. I actually interviewed a ton of NBA players. Um It was really successful to be a bathroom podcast, what I call it. Like, (laughs) I think, and and I I tell people, get started no matter how ugly it is, no matter how bad it is, just start because you never know where it's gonna lead you. What do you think
1: made it so successful?
2: Well, I was just really, really in love with basketball at the time. Like, it was my entire life. I had been playing my entire life. Um, At that time, I was playing in college. I actually ended up playing professionally as well. I was coaching uh, youth basketball and kids of all ages. Um, I was also doing one-on-one personal training. I had a blog. So when I woke up, it was basketball all day. It was just my entire life. And that's what I think creators should do is start off with something that you love because then it's easier to learn the ropes. I learned about microphones because I needed that to talk about what I love to talk about, you know, and now, because I'm on YouTube, I have to learn about lighting and cameras and stuff because it's going to lead me to the outcome that I want. So again, starting off with what you love, following your passion is something I'm a big believer in.
0: Yeah, I I love that advice. My, my business that I started, started off as a little side gig, right? That I just was like passionate about. I enjoyed, right? Uh, it was, so <laughs> I was working in radio and um, I, I would say that radio uh, the parking lot was filled. Well, I would say with, with pintos and Porsches, right? It's like you're either like making a ton of money or you're making nothing, right? Like that's how it was back in the early nineties. And I would, I, I, I need extra money. I'm going to do do some extra work here. And I was always kind of looking for extra stuff. Right. And I had a side gig at, at, where I was like, you know, doing some video work and doing all these different things. And this guy, um, Said, have you ever tried the DJing in front of people? I'm like, well, I, I guess I could do that. And he's like, I I mean, I don't have any experience in it. And he's like, Well, sure, you do. You're sitting instead of sitting in a radio studio talking to no one, you're sitting in front of people, and people act, you know, you can actually see their responses to stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds kind of cool. All right. So I did it. And then that turned into it was a side gig that turned into a business that grew from like me doing a couple of little side. DJ things to uh, me having, uh, I think at its peak, it was about 500 events in a year was my peak. Like that was the best times, right? That is it all insane. It all started because it was a passion. You know, it was just something that I enjoyed doing. Like it was just fun to me. And it's it, 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 it's really, and I know this is a quote from somebody else, but if it's fun, it, it, it's not really work. <laughs> you know Like if you're really enjoying yourself, it's, it's not like it's work. I really don't think I worked much for 13 years because I was having fun. I enjoyed it.
2: That kind of is what happened for me too, because I love basketball so much at the time. Like I had so many experiences growing up that put me in that position. You know, Mm -hmm. I I didn't even realize that at the time what what I was doing and what was happening um, and kind of how I was being pushed this area in my life. Um, But now that I look back, I always think about it like, man, I lived a really insane life. Uh, My stepdad was a a football coach at L.A. Southwest College. And what's funny is he would coach football and I was into basketball. So we were like on opposite sides and he would want Mm. me to stay and watch football practice. I'm like, no, 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 no. One day (laughs) I stuck off to the gym at Southwest College and... I was like still shorter, you know, I'm 6'4 now, but I was tiny then. And I'm peeking inside the gym and I look inside there and it's Kobe Bryant working out. And wow. that's when I was like, that's what I wanted to yeah. do. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. that, that right there was a special moment, man. I'll never forget that. That's cool.
1: You know, it's funny. I have my own story about, you know, creating content and, you know, really the beginning of this show, the DIY for business show, but... I would be doing a disservice to our sponsors. If I didn't take a quick break and when we come back, I will tell kind of my journey on how we got to this point where we're on the, you know, we're on the air every week doing DIY for business. So we'll be right back. And we're back with DIY for business with Russ and Greg. And today we're interviewing I love this title, podcast monetization expert Chris Hines, and we're talking about you know the whole journey on on how we all got to being content creators and what motivates us and how can we make some money, and we're we're also uh, excited for Chris's new show called Creators Getting Paid. Uh, that is the newest show on the Best Business Network, heard on Electricast Media, and before the break. I kind of went into my kind of my own story, and what's interesting about what Russ was saying is like Pintos and Porsches. It's like I I don't drive a Porsche, but in my in my in, in my parking lot, I was considered the Porsche, right? I mean, I I'm a CEO of a company, uh, a company that has been around for over two decades now, and you know doing very well. Yet when Russ came to me and said, "Hey, you know," you know, we should do a podcast together. We really enjoy doing our internal podcast just to our sales team. We should do a podcast in general. I was like, well, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's fun doing it, just the two of us t- talking to our sales team because it's something I really know, right? I know sales. I know our product. So it's easy for me to talk about that. But what are we going to talk about? Like, what's interesting? What? And to Chris's point, you got to do something you love. And part of my business is we help small to medium sized business owners grow their company and we help them basically change their lives in the way that they're attracting, you know, the business that they're trying to attract. So my daily, you know, my daily duties are I'm talking to business owners every single day and evaluating what their needs are and what, you know, they uh, how how we can change their business, how we can improve their business. And when Russ came to me with this concept of DIY for business, like, well, we can do this on a massive scale. Instead of just with our clients, we can help businesses across you know, the continent, <laughs> right? Ac- you know, around the world with, with their business, because the concepts that we talk about with our clients every single day are the same issues that are happening for businesses around the world. So you still get to do what you love, but you get to do it through a different medium. And when he pitched it to me in that way, I'm like, this makes sense. I mean, this completely makes sense. So even though I was comfortable from a, a monetary point of view, it gave me an outlet that's really exciting and a lot of fun. And I've, it feels so gratifying that I can help business owners you know, of, of all types, not just in my geographic region and in, in with my clientele. And I think, Chris, this is kind of who you're going to be talking to, or at least some of the people you're going to be talking to on your show.
2: Yeah, just helping those people transition. You know, there's a lot of people that are transitioning into the online space. And it's crazy because if you're on a place like Twitter, you see the NFT stuff and crypto and everything. And it's like right there, right? It's like you see it and it's part of your daily life. But the average person on the street has no idea what is going on. And I think that these are this is a way we kind of get that innovation and we change the world, is getting people out of the regular rat race of the job they hate and getting them to do the things that they love. You know, like if they're at home cooking more just because they just love food, or if they're trying to create different things and being an inventor. You know, there are so many different paths you can take. Um, I think that that's special. And even if we are we are talking about just the business side. I think that's something that more creators need to learn about is contracts and stuff and legal agreements, things like that. And so much of the actual side outside of just creating, because yeah, it's fun to sit on camera and talk and stuff. But if you don't have the business part set up, like your business as an entity, little small things like that, creators don't know. They genuinely have no idea how the process works. And that's another reason why the podcast is so important. And that's why I like interviewing people who are smarter than me because I don't like to act like I know it all. I just want to bring somebody <laughs> else on to talk about the stuff I don't know. You you can take that <laughs> topic and I'll just take a step back.
0: Yeah. You know, I that that is one of the favorite things of, of podcasting is talking to people that know more than me about something. Right, like I, we we recorded a podcast uh, recently where I was just like I started the podcast with, I don't know much about this, so <laughs> I'm not going to be able to. I'll I'll know enough to ask questions, but it's great that I'm going to be able to learn about this. And I think you know, like that's one of the cool things about this. You know, I love that I learn something new all the time. You know, in in doing the various podcasts that I do, I'm getting to know all kinds of things that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and, and going you know deeper on those.
2: You know what's even better is when the person that you want to interview reaches out to you. Oh my right? god! Right, right there. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite interviews ever was with Alan Dib, author of the One Page Marketing Plan. And I had just bought the book on Amazon, read through it, absolutely loved it. And I had, you know, it was maybe like two weeks. I tweeted about it once or twice, and then his team reaches out to me through email, and I'm like shocked, like he wants to be on my podcast. Wow. And that's kind of when I realized, like, the power of podcasting. You know, because mm-hmm. like I said in the beginning with the athletes and stuff, that was so long ago. It was before podcasting was mainstream. So at that point in time, no, and even now, I will say this now, podcasting hasn't grown to the level of YouTube just yet because there is no AdSense for podcasts. If mm-hmm. people can get paid for podcasts in the way YouTubers get paid – it will be a different game in a podcast, world. yeah. Um, but I love that advantage you just mentioned about literally just talking to amazing people. It's just it's very underrated as a podcast. Yeah. and you know the other thing about it
0: though is because it's not being monetized with AdSense like YouTube, right? Like, there's less. Uh, there's that. Yeah, there's a ton of podcasts, but there's less noise out there where you can still break through and you know get listens and and get sponsorships and monetize at this point just just because of where it's at it's a lot harder to do that on YouTube. First of all YouTube has, you know, their their rules and regulations and they can decide at the drop of a hat, oh this is no longer appropriate for YouTube, so we're we're dropping your your monetization. It's like, really? I mean, yeah. there was a bunch of uh, uh for for my kids, they watched all these uh, uh kids, you know, unboxing stuff and doing the YouTube challenges and whatnot. So many of those channels just stopped when YouTube changed where, you know, like basically you couldn't monetize for kids if your video was for kids. So, I mean, all those people that were in business there were just out of business. That's actually, I mean, that's one of the things that I kind of find cool about podcasting is it's sort of in a way... Uh, it's sort of more like web 3.0, right? Like it's more distributed than just a single source of where you're putting your information. I I love that. And I love the fact that it's not overcrowded, even though it's crowded.
1: Yeah, the other thing I love about podcasting is it has more of a sense of freedom that really Mm -hmm. you don't, you're not driven by a sponsor or the sponsors or your audience on, on YouTube. I mean, in podcasting, at least how i see it for most podcasters not for everyone but for most podcasters you have the freedom to talk about whatever they want to talk about yeah right and they're not they're yeah. not they're not they don't have to be filtered in any way you know they can just yeah. give them give people your opinions and and talk about it and have conversations when it's an interview type of podcast or if it's a solo you know then just yeah do do your uh do, do your thing, do your monologue, tell, tell people where you're coming from and, and why you know, it's important, why that message is important. I think that freedom allows podcasters to do some stuff that you know a lot of YouTubers can't do right now.
2: Yeah. Man, I 100% agree with both of what you guys just said. Man. I love that part of podcasting. Um, I actually did research on this. One of my uh, partners I work with on a SaaS product, um, Tony Garnaccia, he was at Google when YouTube first started, like one of the first person to use Google ads and stuff. So he showed me this chart he used in a presentation literally like years ago. And it kind of showed how at that time it was like a little small bar, right? For YouTube channels. And then it had like blogs, which was like a massive bar. And that's kind of where we are with podcasts, where there's a ridiculous amount of YouTube channels and a small amount of podcasts. And I don't think that it's going to happen in the next five years or so. But I think we're going to continue to add podcasts and things like that. But because, like I said, there's no AdSense, people aren't as inspired to get started. But one thing that's my personal mission is to help podcasters that are dedicated make money. I believe that if you're a podcaster and you put in this work, you create great content, you're going to get paid whether your audience is small or large, you're going to get paid. My first sponsor I got with my bathroom podcast was (laughs) literally only $15 an episode at the time. But over time, I built that relationship to make five figures a month with that same company. And I had sponsors on multiple shows that I wasn't even a part of. So I know from personal experience, it's possible. I've gotten shows sponsored before an episode even goes live. It happens consistently. But I think there's a missing area between the education for the businesses and the podcasters, but I agree that the podcast market is super small, and I love that. But I also think it's important for podcasters to get paid. Man, it's yeah. really important.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? I I have to say I I agree with that too. And so do our sponsors. So we got to take a break. <laughs> we'll continue our conversation right after this. Thanks for listening to DIY for Business, part of the Best Business Network on Electrocast Media. It's Russ and Greg with you, and we are talking with Chris about podcast monetization and really uh, his new show uh, about just monetizing in a, in a way monetizing your your creative ideas, your little side gigs that you want to do. So uh, that show just debuted this week. So be sure to check it out. There's a link to it in the description. And of course you can always access it on the uh, best business network website, which is also linked in the description. Uh, so Chris, uh, okay. We just went to some commercials. That's one way of monetizing a podcast, right? It's is kind of these distributed ad networks of, of, of putting in ads into your podcast. Uh, let's get into other ways of monetizing your podcast.
2: I believe the best way to monetize a podcast, actually, yeah, I believe this and I know it from experience. After doing all of these strategies, the absolute best is to sell a masterclass. Mm -hmm. And I say a masterclass because if you look at a course, a course is pretty long. Courses should be long because you're taking them from one point to another point. You Mm -hmm. know, somebody doesn't know how to build a website. You got to teach them about the best platforms, what SEO is, you know, how to design pages and stuff. Like, it's going to be a ton of layers to all of that. A masterclass is taking that 10-part course and putting it into one thing, right? So you only have one step, right? Instead of me showing you the whole process for how do you build and launch a website, I'm just going to teach you the key elements of SEO and how to get started. And the beautiful part about a masterclass is you sell that for a different price than a course. And on your podcast, you're selling... A, ma- a course is going to be $1,000, $2,000. A masterclass you sell for 50 to about 250 bucks, and you can make some incredible revenue doing that. So the masterclass is just something that more podcasters should start with instead of these long courses. Because if you haven't built an audience yet, you don't have a community, you don't have an email list, you're probably not going to sell a ton of those courses. But let's just say you sell five masterclasses for $100. bucks. you have made $500. Now you should have five testimonials. And you started those people with step one. So now they want the rest of the process, right? So they started with step one and they want the rest of it. So now you can actually go and make that course and pre-sell it to those same people who bought the masterclass. So it's just kind of a process I've Mm -hmm. done over and over again um, that I think more creators would really profit from in the long run. On those master
0: classes, are you hosting those? You're like, are you advising people to host that themselves on, on their own platform, their own website, or something along those lines, or use one of those like, uh, you know, course Coursera or one of the programs that are out there to host classes?
2: It's so many. I think it's better to host this somewhere else, especially in the beginning, because it's going to save you time. Yeah. I yeah. don't think you should be trying to build your own everything. Like you shouldn't build your own membership site. When you first start online, it just doesn't make sense. You don't even have a community yet. You're going to put a lot of time into building something that nobody's going to buy. Don't waste time. Go to some other platform. You can put it on there. I personally use Thinkific. Um, Doing my cohorts now, I'm trying some other platforms. Um, But literally setting up those tools on another platform is all you have to do in the beginning to get started. Like, don't overcomplicate it. Don't try to get all the tools first. You don't need all of that. You can literally set yourself up like a camera and microphone, talk for an hour and a half, and you can sell that. It's very, very simple. If you want to make it better, make some worksheets on Canva. Super simple, man. I'm telling you, this is exactly what (laughs) I did to start making money online, and I still do it to this day. So
1: you mentioned camera and mic. Do you you recommend, uh, you know, videoing? So, you know, our podcast is obviously just audio right now. Do you recommend that for podcasters or YouTube? Obviously, YouTube, you need video. But, you know, do you recommend the podcasters out there to, you know, do video as well?
2: I always recommend video because it's so much more engaging for people who don't know who you are. Right. So somebody may find me on Instagram or Twitter and they see one of my video clips from the podcast. They may find me on YouTube. And this actually happens a lot. People find a clip on YouTube from, you know, me doing an interview with one of my guests and they message me on Twitter like, oh, my God, I love your show. And now when they go and listen to the audio, there's a deeper connection because they've seen my face. Mm. So the video is such an important element. And I don't do anything crazy for video. I literally will use my iPhone. Right. Right. And if I'm doing solo content, I go to cinematic mode and I turn up the uh turn down the exposure and some of the aperture and stuff like that. A few little changes here and there, but the videos look incredible. And I'm saying this because I'm really proud of it. <laughs> 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 and you
1: should be. It took is me great. some time.
2: Instead of buying the crazy Sony camera or the the Rebel T six and all of this stuff, mm-hmm. like you can use the iPhone in your pocket. It takes a few tweaks, but it will look immaculate. I promise yeah. you. Cause I've been recording on my phone like for years. I tried to get a camera and autofocus was terrible. So I went back to my phone. And now the content just looks so much better. I've actually made money from my really small, like eight view YouTube videos because people love the videos and it gets engagement. And they're literally messaging me from my Twitter account that's linked in the description. So, like, video is really valuable for podcasters.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, um, I, 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 starting out with with nothing, right? Like, with like just something simple, like even like I've talked to podcasters that j- they they're starting their podcast just on their their iPhone as well. Like, right? they're just recording on their iPhone. They're doing, you know, and like people say that oh no, you need you need this microphone and you need to do this and you need no, you know what? Just press record. Just get started. Like just Do it. And and that process, you're gonna get better and better at it. When I listen to my first podcast, oh man,
2: that's no (laughs) longer available. It's so bad. (laughs) It's so bad. We're all (laughs) (laughs) I want to mention this before I forget. This is another reason why video is so important. If you have a video and audio podcast, you can actually double your sponsorship. Right. So Mm. what I mean is on your audio podcast, you can obviously have the conversation and you go and you edit in the audio for that sponsor, right? You do the same thing with video, but you sell a different sponsor on the video, right? So you have sponsor A and B for the audio and then C and D for the video. So now for that one episode, you have four sponsors. So now your podcast is double profit. Like that's, it's insane that more podcasters don't do this. Like it takes some time to get there on YouTube and stuff and to grow. But when you do get to 5,000 subscribers, you can actually sell to sponsors and do those same live reads and those same ads we see YouTubers doing all the time. You can do the same thing on your podcast. That's why video is so important to me, because when you get to that level, now your podcast becomes extremely profitable.
1: And, you know, we're talking about sponsorships, but a lot of these small, you know, startup content creators, they don't even know like the first step on how do I get a sponsor for our show? And, and I know you're going to be talking a lot about that in, in your show. But, you know, can you give them one little tip just to kind of tease your show uh, that, that I, I definitely want everybody to go take a listen to?
2: I would say the most important thing is find alignment. So I see this a lot where podcasters reach out to companies that just don't align with their show. And if your ideal listener is not their ideal customer, it's not a great relationship. It needs to be balanced. So if I have a basketball show, I want to work with companies that sell tickets to sporting events or that sell apparel, right? They sell gear. That's a perfect relationship. I've seen podcasts that will talk about movies and then they have ads like Audible which isn't terrible, but it's just not the best sponsor when there are a ton of other brands out there that will be willing to work with you. So finding that alignment first is key, and I would say the, the the really the part 1A of that, 1B or whatever is start listing companies as soon as you can. Just list as many as you can. Find as many small businesses, big businesses, all of them. List as many as you can. For me to get my first sponsor, I had a list of 500 companies that I reached out to over the span of a week. 500 <laughs> and i got responses from about 40. Mm. it's a numbers game
1: yeah yeah but 40 is good right <laughs> what, i mean 40. Is yeah good, it I is think. yeah for your for your first show that you're doing in a bathroom about basketball i mean i think of swish has a definitely different meaning now <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and you know what's funny is at that time I was bold. I was reaching out to literally any company that I could. I sent emails to Nike, like I was just like, who, who knows? They might say yes. Like I tried it. Yeah, I sent emails to like Nick Cannon and stuff, and that's how I got some people on my podcast who were really prominent and top celebrities and stuff because. I wasn't afraid to just ask, but I wasn't yeah. going in like, "Hey, sponsor my show." I didn't take that approach. It was just like, "Hey, let's have a conversation about what I'm creating," and that led to interview. So, um, just kind of being open to it is really was going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah,
1: I mean the the, the old the old uh, adage is uh, the answer is no unless you ask.
0: Right. Totally. Yeah, I know somebody asked me how I got certain people on on. A, a, a podcast and i go well i well i asked
2: yeah. <laughs> like,
1: that's, that's
0: it <laughs> that's that's the the easy recipe
1: so Chris, and, as we're winding down now uh you know please plug your show how, how are how can people find out about it and uh listen to your show besides coming on the best business network
2: uh go and search for creators getting paid that is the name of the podcast man i'm super excited for the show some of your favorite creators will be on there some people you don't know will be on there but it's gonna be a lot of learning for you as a creator you can also find me on twitter at chris podcasting i know i don't have a ton of followers yet it's a new twitter account so i need you to follow me show me some love there all right all right chris thank you so much for joining us today Man, thank you for having me. This was fun.
1: Oh, it was a lot of fun. Thanks a lot, Chris.
0: Yeah, I wish you best on your podcast there. And as we mentioned, there is links in the podcast description here. And it's always available on thebestbusinessnetwork.com go check that site out. It's got not just our show and Chris's show, but all of the shows that uh, have been added to the Best Business Network. All right. Hey, thank you for listening, subscribing and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and Electrocast Media. The subjects that we cover on the podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. All of the information provided is opinion based and you may want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business needs. Greg and I, we want your company to succeed and we are happy to take your questions. We would also love to hear your suggestions suggestions for future episodes. If there's an area where you need solid business advice or help, let us know. We might be able to build an entire episode around it and you can get your questions answered. You can reach out to us by visiting our website diyforbusinesspodcast.com. The link is in the description. We also love talking to business owners and you can reach out to us as well. We thank you again for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business for you are not alone.
2: Or Whatever Movies is our podcast.
1: A movie discussion podcast hosted by yours truly, Iris, and my older brother.
2: I'm Wesley. So we talk about recent and favorite feature films.
1: In a brotherly and sisterly way.
2: <laughs> is that good or bad? It's great. And between the two of us, we've seen thousands of movies.
1: So check out hundreds of episodes at orwhatevermovies.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And subscribe to Or Whatever Movies, presented by Society 13 and the ElectroCast Network.
0: Hi, I'm Sherilyn Fenn from Twin Peaks. What did you do on your last Saturday night? It's a new scripted podcast series that starts right at the beginning of lockdown when a single mother and out of work writer named Gigi realizes that everything is about to change. Did you hear something? Toilet paper. People are hoarding it. I should have done that. The Last Saturday Night, an Electrocast podcast. You'll love it. Available to stream now on all podcast platforms. Electric Electricast. Electric, acid.
1: Electric acid.